On this week's episode of Cutscenes, we endure and survive in episode 5 of The Last of Us. Let's get right into it. Welcome to Cutscenes, a video game, movie, and TV podcast. I'm Jacob McCourt. I'm Katie Lesperance. And I'm Travis Colnut. And this week we are covering episode five of The Last of Us uh, called Endure and Survive. Before we get into the show, though, if you've been listening to our Last of Us series, do us a favor, throw us a review on your podcasting platform of choice, because if you've made it through five episodes and you like us, then a positive review is probably something that you'd be willing to do. So that's my ask of you this week before we get into it to talk uh, to, to, to review us. Thank you very much in advance. Uh, y'all, we're talking about uh, episode five, which kind of starts on the cliffhanger from episode four. Uh, how do we want to start this? We need to talk about Sam and Henry, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know what? I I liked... I wanted, where's the intro before the theme song scenes? I feel like, you know how the first yeah. couple episodes had little flashbacky intro scenes before the theme song? Where is it? This could have been that, and I would have liked it, even if it was like, here's 15 minutes without the theme song, and then right after the theme song hits, then we pick up exactly where we left off with Joel and Ellie. You know, we kind of see the story, how they got to where they were. And that's just me like being picky about the editing of the episode. But like, I was like, oh, there's every time there's not a intro episode, like a little mini thing before the, the intro credits, I'm disappointed. But are you talking yes. like the uh, go to where were we? Indonesia? I forget. Jakarta. Where. Yeah. Yeah. You're talking about that specifically. Yeah. I want that. But they could have easily been this, like that whole fifteen minutes before, um, like the Joel before we get up, we kind of get to see where, like Sam and Henry, like how they got to oh, where yeah, they yeah. are, you're, yeah, you're right. like right. So like we got to see the ten days prior and how they their whole backstory up until this point to kind of give us the okay now they've got Joel and Ellie at gunpoint and like where we go from here. I would have liked. Yeah. I think I would have liked that editing. I would have been like, oh, that's a nice touch, but it didn't happen. But either way, yeah, the, the beginning of the show, like, intros Henry and uh, Sam and kind of gives us, like, how they came to come across the path of Joel and Ellie. Hypothetical situation. Mm -hmm. uh, this show costs hella money, right? Let me let me be a production accountant for a second and say, maybe they just ran out of budget. And they were like, we can't do any more of these like pre-title card explorations of characters don't that don't really it. matter to the, the core fiction. Just the show in a different I way. Mean, we want it. We want it. Yeah, that's true. They built an entire set for the last scene, for the big like combat scene yeah they so they built from scratch yeah. and built all these buildings built the little like tower building at the end mm -hmm. with the tower where the sniper is all these you know cars and then yeah i'm assuming blew the whole fucking thing up so yeah. <laughs> i mean they spent some money but yes you're oh, right yeah. you're not talking about spending money you're just talking about a little shift i just shift that show shifting. around and it gives me like that flavor of uh oh the, here's the thing before it like yeah. kind of like a, a quick intro and now before back it, to the show exactly you know what i mean yeah. i would have liked that little pizzazz or whatever that would have been you know i would have been like oh this is a nice touch but either way mm -hmm. i digress so i think the f the first thing that i want to get into is i mean the major change which henry and sam mm -hmm. is that sam is hard of hearing or uh deaf deaf sam is deaf uh which he is not in the in the sh in the game and yeah. also sam in the game is older yeah he is a c yeah. two he's a few years younger than ellie i want to say he's like 11 or 12 um mm -hmm. so like closer to ellie's age and also less of a kid um yes. yeah although sam is like very aware and able and and i i love sam Oh my yeah, goodness. Agreed. Sam in <laughs> this time. show, I was like, oh, Sam's different. But then I was like, but he's amazing. Yeah. I love so Sam. Cute. He's adorable. He's just. I, and at first I was like, oh, that's interesting. They made him deaf. Why not? Sure. And then I actually, I came to 
really appreciate it because I felt like it added this layer, this like communication layer, especially when two things. One, just when all four of them are in a room together and they're all yeah. talking mm-hmm. and it adds just a little bit, it makes it a little bit more dynamic when all yes. of a sudden Sam mm-hmm. will like bang on the table and be like, hey, what's this about? And then Henry will relay it to him and, it, you know, it, it just... It, it's it better than it just all the exposition-y scenes a little bit more interesting, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then also just like Henry talking to Sam, Henry doesn't have to tell Sam everything that's happening, but he does, which right. tells you a lot about like their relationship and like how... Well, most what, things. Most he, things. He tries well, to hide certain things from him. A few things. Like which things? I can't remember which things. Well, at first, when they had the the other person, the other person with them, he tried to lie at first and be like, "He's coming back," and then he didn't come back, and so Henry had to tell Sam that like he probably was captured or mm-hmm. killed or whatever. Um, but uh, but no, no, I totally agree with you that adding like especially given that clickers use sound yes. to be able to mm. hear people like that adds like an interest another interesting layer and then the kid like you said before um the actor's name is Kevon Montreal Woodward I think is how you would say that um but uh but no for an eight-year-old kid like he he did exactly what he needed to do hit his marks he was great amazing job and yeah with the sound yeah. even like it made the stepping on the glass more interesting like, yes. where he's like, oh, and he's like, hey, and he like kind of hit him and he's like, oh, is that noisy? He's like, yes, it's noisy. Like, don't don't be careful. And he's like, oh, OK. Like, yeah, just that, which would have been mundane, like, oh, we're stepping on the glass again. But it just it just makes it more interesting. And I was like, yeah. oh, it was it was a nice change. And also the age I ended up liking a lot because, yeah. um, like I said, he is mature for his age. Like he is he's got a gun like he's like, here's a gun. Like he's very aware of what's going on. And for the most part, Henry isn't hiding a ton. He's like, what's happening? He's like, well, there's gunshots happening and this and that. And I'm like, oh, there's, they've had to like rely on, Henry's had to rely on Sam to a point. And like, he has to tell him the truth about things. And yeah, it just informs a lot that I don't think you would get otherwise. Yeah, and I mean, having the the age gap that you mentioned before, I think forces Ellie to be more tender than Mm -hmm. uh, she was in the game where, you know, there's a particular moment that I'm sure we'll talk about later where Sam tells her that she's, he, that he's scared. And like, there's a tenderness in Bella Ramsey's performance that I don't know right. was even needed in Ashley Johnson's performance just because like the age gap didn't necessitate it. Right. Mm-hmm. I did go back on YouTube and watch like a beat for beat, like oh, you what happens. Be- oh, comparison? On, comparison on one of the major uh, mm. scenes, like at the end of the episode. And um, again, the creative license that they take, like this is the ideal creative license in that like, you know, adding um, layers to uh, Sam's character and um, adding layers to Sam's character and and then like changing his age, that creative license leads to, I think, a better end product. And I'm just going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to cut to the end. Like mm-hmm. we're okay. hopping around, right. we're giving opinions, you know, this is an We're not a, a recap uh, show. Do what no, you want. No, we're not a recap yeah. show. Um, Because he's younger, because in the game, Sam gets bit, but he doesn't tell yep. Ellie. He's sad and he kind of yep. like, is kind of moping, but he doesn't tell her why. Because right. he's older. Mm-hmm. Because he's like 12 years old. Little Sam, who's probably like six maybe six or seven mm-hmm. tops mm-hmm. he is looking for comfort and he's like oh the girl that who's been nice to me and who's bonded with me and we've been playing and he's like he wants to tell her because he isn't going to he isn't reaching all the conclusions that an older sam would have reached so then you get that scene mm-hmm. where he tells her and then she tries to comfort him and and help him and it's oh and it's even more heartbreaking how is it more heartbreaking <laughs> than the game yeah oh my god well, even the the thing that happens that, you know, um, Ellie uh, uses her blood to like essentially rub it on the bite on Sam's leg, that not working uh, even to me foreshadows what is to come. Yeah. And that like, are they going to change the ending of The Last of Us? I'm starting to ask myself, like, it's really hard to, to change the ending of The Last of Us Part One, but they've shown us that they're willing to adapt the material in ways that make it better. Is there a way they could change it? I think it's like, I think it just, it's more interesting and it pushes Ellie's survivor's guilt even farther, right? Mm -hmm. Like 
she tried to help in ho- in this like in this case and it didn't work whereas like typically it's like okay she's not infected like why does she get to survive and other people don't but in this case she actively tried to use it and i think that's going to push her like survivor's guilt even farther forward in the show than what you would maybe not get i mean you get it in the game don't get me wrong but it's just it, it's a different take on it a little bit because she actively hoped that something would happen and her apology oh. is at the end is like even more difficult because it's like she tried and she has to keep going and he and he doesn't and it's ugh, it's even more heartbreaking because of mm-hmm. it also before we move on did either of you two have the that little wax uh writing thing with the with the plastic no, never did you didn't no, no. I, did Just not. I did not my spouse I, oh, you have one? either oh, i love that it, so he's like, how does that even work? I was like, well, there's like a basically a sheet of wax underneath. So when you press on it, it sticks the plastic to the wax. So that's why you can see the words. And oh, you pull it up. I didn't you don't see it that. anymore. Yes. Oh, that's funny. No, I had so no idea. I was like, that's t- of our time. The, the guys will know. And then, no, nothing. <laughs> no, but that's nothing how that all. works if you didn't know. Just Interesting. You know, simple stuff. Hmm. But, uh, you know, simple ingenuity. That's funny. To one last thing I, I wanted to mention about the age difference. I think it's an interesting comparison to last episode where Joel is saying to Ellie about how she's too young to have had to have shot someone. She's too young to have had to do a lot of things. Bringing Sam's age down, it, it's, it's an interesting, like Sam and Joel, or sorry, Henry and Joel are kind of, are obviously acting in the same capacity to Ellie and Sam, but like even Henry's a little bit, younger here where I felt like in the games he was a little bit older obviously like both were aged up um there's just an interesting like you get to see that Ellie he, Joel says Ellie isn't old enough to have to have dealt with the things that she's dealt but like Sam has dealt with these things as well and is even younger like it's just it's an interesting comparison that the two episodes were kind of putting together I thought by bringing Sam's age down it just it felt different and I think it, it's like okay it's not just another child around Ellie's age it's almost too samesy it's almost like yeah. here's here they would have is, similar experiences exactly with, with their maturity yes and then it's someone who's even younger dealing with that and how that person reacts to it exactly and it's, and it's like look there's an even worse case scenario in this case right like it so I, I thought that was interesting the, the the change in age like reflects a little bit the the conversation from last episode too I mean, even even when the they are underground and they find like the, I don't know if you call it like a daycare or school oh yeah, when or a Joel runs a daycare for a couple kids. hours, yeah, yeah, isn't that great? <laughs> I love that Joel's Joel. daycare. Let's go Joel's daycare. He's taking the kids out on a field trip. You know, they get to go around town, check out a few buildings, they go play some soccer in a basement. Like, yep, literally, because Henry's younger feeling too. I'm just like Joel is just like taking care of all of these children. And I'm like, yeah. I'm sure he's loving life right now. And they're like, can we just hang out and play for a bit? And Ellie's like, there's stuff to do. Let's yeah. stay here for a bit and hang out. He's like, fine. Yeah. And he's all Joel about it. And he's like, oh, fine. He's like, you know what? We should wait till it's dark anyway. So fine, you fine. can play. It's like, yeah. oh, you had to make it uh, utilitarian. Yeah, literally. Yeah. I mean, it's funny. Ellie's like clearly 14-ish. Yeah. Um, But because she's grown up in this like terrible, terrible world, she still will allow herself to like have some fun and play mm-hmm. yes. when like everything there besides maybe the soccer ball, like a lot of these things, maybe the comic books too, but a lot of it's like meant for children. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And this is this is where we get the Endurance Survive. Like this is where the, the, the comic book, yeah. we finally, a collectible, I had to be to my partner, I'm like, hey, that, that's an actual comic book, a collectible in the game. And she was like, mm-hmm. man, that's so cool. I mm-hmm. loved the comic books in the game and like collecting the, the cards with the characters on. I read every profile. Yep. Like, I don't know why there was so much detail added to all of these little card profiles. Like for all these characters, they all had little backstories. Like someone just took the lore and just ran with it. Because this thing isn't real in real, like... I don't this comic book series is not a real comic book series is it i don't think it is but no, either way yeah maybe it, maybe it will well, be i mean yeah is it what's real and what's not you know yeah but like all the cards yeah. and stuff that like i don't know where the the comics were in the first game but the cards yeah. are in the second game right that's right yeah, yeah. and the cards i love reading the cards and mm-hmm. just seeing all the, the different mm-hmm. like i'm like someone just took the time to like 
create all this lore for something that you don't really even need to collect for mm-hmm. any other purpose, right? So I did like that it finally came in. Not to get into, you know, it's, it's, this isn't Left Behind Game Club, but I, I appreciate that about any collectible. I want yeah. you to put effort into the collectible. Yes, don't just yes, be yes. like, oh, here's a random thing and you're going to get 50 of these. Like, I don't I don't care, but make it interesting mm-hmm. and I want to read it. And then it's like, well, you put so much time and effort into these comics and these yeah. characters and this whole world. It's like, well, yeah, I mean, of course you're going to put it into the show, yes. right? Okay, look, I was going to save this for the end of the show, uh, but we don't have a game today. I just want to talk specifically about Easter eggs. Yes. Um, because there are so many, and like, sure, there were a few in episode five, but there are some from past episodes that we haven't really talked about yet. So what I'd love to do is just like talk about some of our favorite Easter eggs from the yeah. games to the series. Uh, and I've, I've got a few of them if you guys are, if you guys yeah, are yeah. down. Yeah, sure. Please. Uh, so... We didn't talk about Tessa's lighter from episode three, I believe, did we? Mm. We did not. Uh, so she, the lighter that she had was actually a nod to Uncharted. I don't okay. know if you noticed that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Why? Is it like, there's yeah. a, is there a symbol on it or something? Uh, yeah, I think it's the same uh, lighter that um, Uncharted is Drake, that Drake carries, that Nathan Drake carries around with him. Oh, interesting. Nope, I did not Like, know it's that. the same Zippo style lighter. Oh, that's funny. Uh a few other nods too. Like, did you notice that everyone carries the flashlights like in yes. the same position at that they do in the game? One of the free, first, baby. one of the first episodes when they're holding their flashlight, I was like, "What? It has to be like a vertical <laughs> handle so that it slots into your mm-hmm. backpack hook. And if it's not like that, then what's the point of it? You're going to be carrying this. You're going to be pointing this flashlight. You know, this entire show. That's not. You know, that's that's Joel would be failing." Yeah. If they were like pointing, physically pointing flashlights the whole time, like he knows better than this. So yes, once I saw one of the basically looks the exact same um, flashlight, yep. I was like, hey, there it is. Uh, did you notice some of the drawings on the wall in the uh, baby, the, I don't want to call it a babysitting center, Joel's daycare, <laughs> in Joel's daycare, did you notice that there was a drawing on the wall of two characters named Ish and Danny? Yes. Yeah. Okay. But what is that? Why do I feel like I don't oh, know what that is? I can go. I can go deep on this. Actually, yeah, I have a whole. I have a big opinion on this. Okay. So, <laughs> I, I, I went high and low on this. I changed my opinion. If we had potted like minutes after that episode, I would have had one opinion, and I've changed. Okay. Um. So. Okay. So ish is so the whole story of this this Joel's daycare. Um, is not Joel's daycare. It is this, um, basically this underground um, residence that okay. a group of people set up and they barricaded it off and they're like, no, we're going to live down here. And they had all these supplies and there were kids. There was like, you know, a lot of people and there were kids. So they're like, well, mm-hmm. we're going to set up a school for the kids. Like they lived there for a long period of time. And I think it started with Ish. I think he was the first one who set up this like settlement and then would bring people in, would be like, hey, I have a place. Like, if, if he kind of felt that somebody was safe and reasonable, be like, come on in. Like, I have a settlement. You know, you can stay with us and we're, and we're safe and we take care of each other and everything's great. Um, so in the game, you ex- as you're making your way through this area, if you take the time to explore around, you see all the different rooms and like all the different um the utility that each room was like there was the kitchen and there's the 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 playroom for the kids and then there's the classroom for the kids mm-hmm. there's the room where the adults slept and like you can tell how they set everything up and like all the supplies that they have lying around and even notes like there's different notes lying around and also like I was house shocked rules. at how faithful it was to the yeah to the yes they showed the house rules on the wall in the show which were basically mm-hmm. like Make like lock every door. Like, do not leave any door unlocked. Um, I forget what the other ones are. Like, no, don't let strangers in if they don't knock. If they don't do the knock or something, bunch of stuff like that. So, um, I wasn't sure how they were going to. I knew that they were going to go into this area because of previews had shown the big like castle drawing around the one door. I was like, oh, that's Ish's place. I thought Mm -hmm. we would dive into it a bit more, and we didn't. And at first. Because also dark, dark in the game, because of course the game is dark. If you go into the mm-hmm. one room, because at some point someone leaves a door unlocked and an infected gets in and just wrecks this whole little settlement that they've spent all this time in. Yeah. They've lived there for years um, and kills everybody. Um, at some point, somebody barricaded themselves in with the kids 
And then someone infected was going to get in. It was going to be all over. So they basically took out all the kids. And you see, like, these little bodies with, like, a blanket laid over them. And, like, a note that basically says, I'm sorry. Like, I had to. They didn't suffer. This and that. So I was like, how dark are we going to get? Like, how how deep are we going to go into this story? Because it is one of my favorite, like, sub-stories in The Last of Us. Because it's mm-hmm. a story that's not spelled out to you. Like, you have to go around and read the things and pay attention, and you'll get this big story, to, like, laid out for yep. you. So I didn't know. And then I was kind of, I felt let down okay. that they didn't elaborate a lot on the Ish story. And then the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, this story is already so bleak that the way that they did it brought levity to everything mm-hmm. as opposed to if they had really dug into it and like explained what happened here it would have added more bleakness right. which in the game is fine because bleakness is spread out through the story because it's separated with gameplay yeah. but the the show is just like one thing after another like it's rapid fire and i think it would have been too much so i get why so i've come around to like all right i get why they did it i'm okay with it i'm good but at first i was like that's it that's all they did with the ish story. Like, <laughs> I'm not okay with it. But no, I, I, I get it and I'm cool. So that's that's uh, the whole story my, and my feelings. <laughs> uh, and you don't even find them in Kansas City in the game. You actually find them in Pittsburgh because mm-hmm. Ish and Danny, they make their way from Pittsburgh. I don't know if you said that, but um, it's something that you really have to dig into to find in the in the actual game itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, my partner eggs. said that she's. As I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, my partner said she doesn't know if she wants to keep watching because she's just like, does it get it? Does it get more like? Does it keep getting more bleak? And I was like, uh, uh, I don't. Yeah, it doesn't exit like it. It doesn't go any any lighter. No, I don't well, think it gets much darker than this one. No, I don't think like, so. No, it, it also doesn't get much lighter. Well, it's not like oh everything kind of stays now. where it's at. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It, again, I am biased because I like bleak things. <laughs> right, right. Because it's just I don't know why I do. Um, yeah. The second game, you two are like it's too bleak, and I'm like, yes, it's bleaker. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Um, so I, think oh, man. It's, I think it's okay. But yeah, this the sun doesn't really come up. But it doesn't get worse, I don't think. Yep. No. Uh, a few more Easter eggs just yes, quickly please. to touch on. Um, the plow uh, that's in this neighborhood uh, yep. is the same plow, the run plow. Uh, and then I guess the last thing that I just quickly want to say is, and I guess maybe we should move on and talk about like the big set piece scene. Um, we, we meet a bloater for the first time in mm-hmm. this scene. And uh, let's just say that two characters meet their end in a way that players are very familiar with because if you die a lot in The Last of Us video game, uh, you die in similar ways to two of the very important characters in this. Uh, yes. <laughs> yep, yep. Jess didn't even see it the first time. I had to be like, I was like, oh, and she's like, what? I'm like, just rewind it five seconds and actually watch you're what's talk- happening. You're talking the head popped off, right? I'm talking the head pop, baby. Ugh. Popped right off. So gross. <laughs> yeah, you you <laughs> die in graphic graphic ways in the game for sure. I yeah. think that's the part of the game mm-hmm. that scares me the most. Is I don't, yeah. I can't take the graphic Getting, dying. Like, your jaw ripped just, apart, yeah, it's, and, and it's terrifying, and I can't do it. So it's just yeah. like, please. <laughs> um, I do. To wanna... me, it's like it's like the the cord of muscle Ugh, that gets don't. torn yes. out of your neck. Sorry, it's all Travis. very that like, gets me. Uh, There's a lot of like tendons and like gristle and like yeah. uh-huh. every, you oh, see all gristle. of it. <laughs> Why do you guys gross. have to use such gross words? Uh, <laughs> she is the one that made it anatomical. She said gristle and you said. I am the bleak one. Um, <laughs> before we get to that, one more Easter egg. The, the, they Kay. say endure and survive, which in the game also comes for the comics yep. and they kind of make it their little motto um, and, and then became like a a game fan slash developer motto of like, hey, new Last of Us stuff coming out, like Endurance Survive. Like it be- kind of became a thing of its own. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. in the show, they say like Endurance Survive, huh? And they're like, well, that's kind of redundant. That's, yeah. that's lame. Like that's <laughs> that's the best they could do. And they're like, yeah, sure is. Yeah. Like, okay. I'm like, eh, eh, I see what you did there. Very nice. 
they really also brought like I, I guess it's not really an Easter egg, but like they made Joel and Sam's like bad were both bad guys stories because I don't know if this is in the game or not, or at least it's explicitly Henry, Henry. about Sam having. Sorry, that yes. Henry has the younger one is Sam and the older one is Henry. Yeah, so Sam has leukemia. Henry had to be a really bad man and do really bad things to get him leukemia treatment from Fedra. And that's how we ended up in this whole situation. And I, and Katie, keep me honest, but I, and, or Travis, keep me honest. I don't think it's as explicit in the game that like, that's why that he's a bad guy, but that really brings Joel and Henry closer to be like, you know, maybe we're both bad guys. I don't know if we ever, do we get, I don't, I actually don't know if we get stuff with Henry. I think the thing is, we don't definitely the stuff with Kathleen is entirely made up for the show. None of that is in any way like we kind of it, it kind of creates a backstory for Sam and Henry. But I don't know if like Henry ever makes any reference to having to do difficult. He might say I had to do difficult things, but I don't know if they make that direct comparison in the game in the same way I as don't, the show is trying to do it. I don't think they make any specifics. Um, yeah. about Henry. He's just like trying to get out of town. Yeah. Um, I think his story is more same similar to Joel where they're trying to get out of that town because it's full of like raiders right. as opposed to like a specific camp with their own goals and objectives. Like that, with- it's not fleshed out. They're just kind of like bad people in Kansas City and they're both trying to get yep. out of Kansas City before these raiders catch them more or less instead as, of yep. as far as I instead can remember instead of here it's where like some crazy person is trying to like get crazy revenge on one specific person and throws her entire community into the toilet to do so 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 is it Kathleen yeah is that her name yeah yeah okay I oh no She's about to uh, go in on Kathleen, Kathleen Linsky. Or Kathleen Linsky as Kathleen. I, I think she did a great job. Her character... Where's the butt? Me, what's that? But Where's the butt? Here's the butt. To me, her character and... I don't know. Most of her scenes, to me, feel at odds with how the, the tone of the rest of the show. I feel like she feels slightly... For most of it, there are a couple scenes where I'm like, oh, that's that's a bit more what I needed. I needed a bit more humanity out of her. Where there are scenes where she feels like almost a little like cartoonishly evil. Like there's and I a guess lot that's because of- she's like overcome with grief. Like and she's just like so hell bent on getting revenge that she's just kind of um, maybe she's pushed back all that emotion and guilt and all that stuff where she's just like, no, nah, I'm not thinking about that. We're going to kill those people. And like, yeah, those people, they don't matter. Just kill them. I'm like. But I don't know, just the tone of it, it just felt, uh, it just, like I said, it felt at odd, at odds with the rest of the show to me. I don't yeah. dislike her character or like her portrayal. I just, it was like, ah, it felt slightly off from it's, everything else. I think the thing is, is the sh- the game and the show so far has done a good job of giving us a lot of like morally gray and she feels very like black and white. Like she's just bad. Like, especially at the end when she's pretty much like, kids die and i'm like okay you've just gone full-blown like like there you know what i yeah. mean like she so what yeah yeah like she just kind of went off the deep end in terms of like crazy bad guy a little bit yeah like and that could be said of any like villain character but it just we're with this game in the show that like gives you a lot of like people are doing what they have to do to survive and they make it's tough choices it feels very yeah. unnecessary it, that's the thing there's a bit of like you're just going a little too far like especially like oh just kill all those people in the cages like just for the sake yeah. of it and like it, yeah i yeah, get that they're tr- they're trying to tell you how bad fedra was with her doing that like that like they've been hurt so bad as a community by what fedra did to them over like 20 years like i feel like that's trying to inform you that it was really really bad for but sure. it just still i just still, it didn't, didn't land like it. in the, the right way yeah i just don't yeah. feel like it landed exactly as uh the way like especially given the way the open yeah and just the way the opening scene like just chaos the opening scene is chaos with how the takeover that happens then like there's people being dragged by by trucks with knives all in them Mm -hmm. and i'm like this is madness and like Mm -hmm. but realistic like i think that could like that very that feels real but i think having this like rebellion personified in her just didn't land exactly the way i think i wanted it to land a little bit 
I guess I agree with you guys in spirit, but I think where I disagree is that there were moments where there was texture and that she wasn't like a cartoon yeah, villain, yeah. like Those were my favorite twirling scenes. her mustache. Where she's in her in her childhood bedroom uh, yes. with Jeffrey Pierce, and she's talking about like her brother and the things they did together, and oh, or like, do you, have you gone back to your childhood bedroom? And he's like, no, I, it was I was from like five hours away. Um, but I I guess there's those moments that you know seem cartoon villain, and you know even though the the show I think is masterfully written in a lot of ways. Oh, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. I guess I can see that you know there are she did get the the cartoon villain. Uh, treatment with maybe some of her lines and i don't think there's anything she could have done to like change no 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 the delivery of it it was it was it's writing it's not performance Mm -hmm. yeah like it just it's video game writing comes out just a smidge yeah it felt a little video game villainy yeah i think that's what it is is it feels like it's okay kids are gonna die yeah (laughs) in a a very otherwise attempted to be grounded show um yeah she felt less grounded yeah she did feel like an Uncharted villain almost. Like yes! if there was magical powers happening behind her, she would have been an Uncharted villain. <laughs> yeah, I think that, that's so. the, the the nuance that we see in the scene with like her in her childhood bedroom isn't apparent when she's saying like blow them all up. Like it, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, there's no like, conflict there. Yeah. yeah, and I can like Katie said, I can understand repressing it and stuff, but it just didn't. Yeah, it's so part of it just didn't land ever so right for me. Mm-hmm. Where I was the like, oh, they died. The production of that big set piece, yeah. yeah, the production of that big set piece was nuts, though. Like oh, I know yeah. Katie, you already talked about it a little Insane. bit, but like, I, I just want to know how many times they shot and how many times they were able to shoot that like car with the trough in front that said run with them just like wrecking cars like i wonder if that's kind of a one shot you get one shot and it takes two hours to reset or else or you it's a one shot yeah like how, yeah. how did they do that it like, was so impressive yes insane absolutely I, I mean and there's more there's the i yeah. i have to watch it again of like each thing and whether or not it look how how real it looks or if it looks cgi'd in even like the truck kind of like rising up and sinking in it was probably cgi'd but looked great of just like it's getting like falling into the ground which plays back to the sinkhole thing from the last episode that we were like what's with that sinkhole Mm -hmm. i don't really get it and then they (laughs) kind of elaborate on that where they're like oh no no the tunnels are safe um years ago they shoved a bunch of infected down there but they're gone now and you're like oh yeah. okay that's good they're not gone yeah they're, no, they're, okay. they're totally not gone <laughs> yeah i think that's the thing the practical effects that they mix with the cgi it's not just all cgi like yeah. the practical mm-hmm. work that they did here just makes the show look so much better and it's gonna make the show last yep. like in terms of like rewatching it years from now right like you're not gonna look at it and be like that looks kind of weird like it's just it and like even stuff like that is CGI, like that creepy child clicker. Is, oh my god! Oh my god! But like, how CGI? So like good. is that half is that a person? CGI, half, I don't half, know. Uh, at, like stunt actor? I don't know. I don't know. But that's the thing I can't tell, and I like that I can't tell. Mm-hmm. That's the thing where you know it's, it's probably good. a combination again. Yeah, where, yes, like absolutely. maybe they're wearing like a, a a balaclava that's green, and then like part of the front is makeup. Um, it's just but crazy. yeah, that was, that was creepy as yeah, hell. It was yeah. gross. Even yeah. like the 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 house, like because the house they would have blown that house probably. Um, yeah. But like you said, CGI sinkhole. But then all of the clickers that come out of that hole, probably not CGI. The bloater is not. Maybe I saw part a of picture maybe that shows part the of bloater it. is is practical. I'm sorry. The bloater was a guy in a suit. No way. Get out yeah, of here. I, I saw a Twitter something on Twitter. I I don't quote me on it, but I saw a tweet <laughs> of a guy in the bloater What's your outfit. Sources? Something they, on Twitter. I I'd have to find it. Um, there's like a guy in the bloater suit. Like it's yeah. a behind the scenes shot of someone like with their arm around the bloater guy. So like the bloater at least was a suit. As far as I understand it, which is great. Some of the movement of it was probably CGI, but or even puppeted, maybe. Right. It's 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 a suit. It's a guy whose name Adam Basil. He's a six six UK stuntman who worked on Game of Thrones, who had the perfect build, girth, and fitness for the bloater. (laughs) Uh, This comes from Variety. Thank you, Jordan Morrow. 
You need a lot of a lot See? of girth there. But that's the thing. The mix <laughs> of the two just girl, oh my God. Me and Travis were me and Jacob were just like, mm. Oh God. Yeah. Travis Grr. caught up. Sorry, sorry. We're sorry. looking for a bloater. Bloater. <laughs> I mean, did you watch Game of Thrones? Like, we know what the mountain, like, became. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we know that this is just a, a flip on that. Oh, for I sure. Guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, that whole scene obviously is um, super, super referential to the game. Um, mm. Although, I'm like, oh, so they never, Joel never gets hit running up to this house? Meanwhile, I had to run five separate times <laughs> trying to get up to this house and got shot all the time. I'm like, uh, please. And he's like, it's dark. We're far away. I'm like, nah, that's true. I suppose. <laughs> no, he he just hand waved it, saying like it's dark and he's got bad aim. And Which is, and I'm like, oh, good on you, show, good yeah. on you to to why he's not gonna get hit. He's like, yeah. And he ex- he's like, no, I won't get hit because of this. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, Joel. <laughs> he also had unlimited ammo, I think. Unlimited ammo. Oh yeah, absolutely. Why not? And and he's a he's like a you know, a, I don't know, a legendary World War II sniper now. Yep. But that's great. <laughs> <laughs> but the whole scene was so it was, it was it was it was a good scene like it was a good yep. thrilling and it was fast paced, paced. it was so fast like i mm-hmm. i like you said re- need to rewatch it because i think there's things that i just completely missed like it just moved mm-hmm. so quickly which was like I, my heart was racing like even though i know that like okay logically i know how like this is going to probably end just given how that i've played the game Still, I don't know. This show just does such a good job of keeping my heart racing and making me like nervous. And because you don't know, actually, you don't actually know what's going to happen, right? Because yeah. they've changed enough mm-hmm. things that I'm like, I don't actually like. I know Ellie and Joel should be fine, right? But like, I don't. As far as everyone else, like, I don't. I don't know what's going to happen. Like, yeah. I don't know that yeah. a bloater is going to crawl out of the ground, and I'm like, right. oh my god, a bloater's coming out of the ground. Which, which is a much better introduction to a bloater than the game. Because yep. in the yeah. game, he like busts into a like a school gymnasium, and it's not <laughs> yep. man. Oh yeah, it's not as this. cool. Not as cool as as one crawling out of a fiery pit. So I'm like, oh, I see why yeah. you did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, I could even imagine a world in the in the show where Henry lives. Uh, and then maybe comes yeah. back later, uh, but you know what happens is pretty brutal, and mm-hmm. it, it happened like the game so yeah. fast yeah. that uh, even faster than all the stuff that happened in the cul-de-sac. Like oh, within yeah. ten seconds, it was he's tackled. Uh, Henry doesn't realize what's happening, reacts, and then within thirty, that whole thing happens in thirty seconds between like. Yep. Zombie, zombie Sam, to like Henry dying by suicide. Yeah, yep. it was just as abrupt and harsh as it was as it felt when you play it in the game. Um, and yeah, I was like, oh, they they nailed it exactly. And it, yeah, it's it's a rough scene. Yeah, and uh, Bella Ramsey, <gasps> amazing. Bella Ramsey is winning me over more and more with every single yeah. episode. Yeah. I am all in. Whereas that- now. I can kind of separate Joel and um, Pedro Pascal a little bit. It's fine. But I'm like, I can f- kind of feel that they're two different characters slightly. Like, I, mm-hmm. I love the I love his Joel. Love it to You pieces. mean Troy Baker's versus Pedro Pascal? Yeah. Like, I can uh, kind of separate them in my mind as two different portrayals of the same character a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Whereas Bella Ramsey, to me, is more and more Ellie. Yeah, and I uh, and also just just her acting. Whereas the, uh, Game of Thrones, yeah. we didn't see her act that much. She's just no. like a l- small young ruler and whatever. But like, no, when she sees that that Henry whimper, kill himself, the ugh. whimper yeah. she gives out is like I that the way this shot holds on her face mm-hmm. when you hear the gunshot and her whimper and then immediate tears. Like it was just yeah, she just timed. wells up. Yeah. It, oh my God. I couldn't like that scene. I was just like, oh my God, she's amazing. She did yeah. so well in that shot. Like that. It's so, it, there's, it's so subtle. And it's, even after that, the let's go when they're yeah. leaving the graves, I was yeah. like, oh, it's yeah. 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 It tells you everything yeah, you need know. to know. Exactly. Yeah. The delivery is just, oh yeah, it's really, really good. I think Joel is getting like like on the, on the average, like his performance is very similar through the whole thing. Where, I, I I think he's doing a great job, uh, but Bella is getting these chances to yeah. like shine. Yes, where Joel ne- isn't necessarily getting them. And, and look, so stoic, I think he's got right? 
he's he's stoic and he's probably got two opportunities to show like his stuff coming up uh and i'm i'm very much I, there's two events that i'm really looking forward to that are coming up with yeah. him specifically mm-hmm. i just katie to your point last episode like i just can't believe we've only got four episodes of this left right like yeah. think about yeah. it <laughs> they have to be long episodes like they have to be yeah. there are four more episodes yep. And we've got yep. a lot to do. And yeah, I'm thinking they ha- they all have to be at least an hour, like minimum. Like we're not getting any more um, episode four, like 45 minute episodes. It's not going to happen. I can't imagine. But yeah, Bella Ramsey's had a lot more um, moments and a lot more character growth um, yep. than Joel has. He's had a little bit, like he's softened up a little mm-hmm. bit. He he's laughs softening, but like not like a, there's not an overt, like there's got to be a scene coming up where he has oh, to yeah. like be overtly like protective and soft and or something right like where i think he's also gonna kind of kick into gear also because there's a lot that's gonna happen soon that are moments for joel also so oh for sure yeah so no i Mm -hmm. i'm very excited to see how it goes uh do we want to have any predictions about like what we think is happening in the next episode before we close well i mean we also you know you know what's happening here so i think Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, we do. Okay. Min-max time it is. Min-max is the segment of the show where we give you our maxes, uh, our favorite parts, and our mins, our least favorite parts that we haven't yet talked about. Katie, why don't you go first? Okay. Um, My max is they've drawn these parallels throughout the show in many different ways, right? We've had like Bill and Joel and like different things that they've tried to link together. Um, but the there's a couple things in this episode in particular, which are the the kids' drawings in Joel's daycare, yep. which are like brightening <laughs> up a dark, scary space. It's like they were calling uh-huh. it Joel's daycare. Apparently, now that's what it is. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. Um, that are like brightening up the space and like, kids, go and draw and like make this home. And Henry did the same thing with Sam yeah. in the attic. And he's like, you know what? It's really dark. And also you're giving kids something to do something and like keeping do, yeah. their minds mm-hmm. off of what's going on. And you're like, go, go draw, go draw. And uh, Sam has drawn all of these like little super Sams all over, mm-hmm. like, resemble like Superman all over the attic that they were like staying in for yep. like, what, 10 days. Um, so they mm-hmm. kind of linked those two things together. Um, also, oh my God, when he makes him into Super this Sam. This is my max. This is my max. This okay, is my okay, max. Okay, I'll right leave here. that alone. Okay. Super Sam. I'll, I'll leave Super Sam No, one. let's just dive into it now. It's the Super Sam moment where like Henry takes some paint that they're using in the attic to just paint over Sam to turn him into Super Sam. Uh, and he just like understands the joy of what's happening. Like that moment in the show was and just sh- like, it was perfect. And he shows him his reflection in the knife and his eyes yeah. light up. Yeah. Um, perfect. The other big parallel in the episode, well, I mean, this is like almost foreshadowing really, is uh, mm-hmm. is Kathleen saying her thing of is one kid really worth it what like right. and and how much foreshadowing Ooh, that is yeah, and she she yeah. digs into it like she really emphasizes it she's like really like you did all that for one kid is one kid worth everything worth the world worth like this whole rebellion worth our community you ruined everything for this one kid and i'm like <gasps> oh my god she did it she said the thing <laughs> um so that was like that was a big call out and I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so that's my max. I co- you know what? I covered my mins because I, my min, one of my mins is still kind of that they, they shortened ish up a little bit. I, I would have liked a little bit more, just a smidge. Yep. But, and then, um, my other one was the uh, cat, the tone of Kathleen that I just didn't like. So yeah, I don't really have anything other than that really. Cause I, I, I'm, I'm just enjoying them so much. Yeah. So I gave my max. So I have a the only jokey min I have left um, is specifically around uh, Jeffrey Pierce's beard. Um, <laughs> I I just wanna I just wanna give him some beard care in the pandemic, you know, like in in that world that they're in, like that. I know exactly what he's going for uh, in the role in the world. Like they don't have beard oil. Like they ain't got time to take care of a good old beard like that. But like. I just want to put some beard oil in that man's beard just to make it look all super nice. Oh maybe my shave, God. Maybe shave a couple inches off because I can imagine how good he'd look with a shorter beard. Oh my God. Also, where's Troy? Where's Troy? Uh, we know where Troy is. Yeah, we know where Troy is. We know where Troy is, but yes, he's coming. He's coming. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Travis, min-max um, for you? I don't want to... My min was also 
some of the weirdness with the the Kathleen stuff, and I don't want to beat a dead horse, so I'm just going to leave that one alone. Um, My max is actually, it's a point Katie brought up earlier on in our season this this, season, a couple episodes ago. I love the fact that because this is a TV show, we get so many, so much variety in clickers and stuff. The game would not have provided that child. Like that scene with the kid inside of that car wouldn't have happened because they would have had to have modeled like a child or, or like a different sized enemy for you to fight. Right. Like you, the variety that we're getting in terms of what they look like and what they do and how they're behaving and their movement. There is so much variety in their movement. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like when that kid like hopped through that window into that car after Ellie, I was like, you could not get something like this unless it was like a a full fledged. It'd have to be a cutscene. It'd have to be a cutscene. But it's not going to be gameplay. And it would have to be like a full, it would probably be, like if it was a gameplay, it would have to be like a clicker got into the car. Like it, it wouldn't be yeah. some child hopping over the seats, right? Like you wouldn't get stuff like that in a game because obviously like modeling and changing up all the models all the time yep. is gonna be insane. But that's development resources that have to make the game work. That's the thing. You know, yeah, these right? games don't work until here, like it doesn't two months matter. before, really. And so yeah. like I think here's a really good example of how you can get that variety in just the different body styles and sizes and shapes and things that they can do and stuff. So mm-hmm. I thought it was just, I, I liked that change where you wouldn't have seen And that kid is terrifying. Something. Well, for sure. But you wouldn't have gotten something mm-hmm. like that in the game, like otherwise, because it's just too hard to to change it up constantly, right? You've already got your different models of, you know, clickers and yeah, bloaters and all so these much. other things. Right, exactly. There's no point, right? And so it's just, it, it's it's good, and I like that the show is being creative with its mm-hmm. clickers and because in a show you do that scene and it is it's one of the most memorable parts of that episode for right. me. Um, yep. Like there's a lot of memorable parts, but that's one of them is that kid just scrambling over that seat. Yeah, um, where like you said, you wouldn't have you you can only do so much in in a game. Whereas exactly, and it wouldn't land the way no. it does. I think in the show. Right, because you would have that one scene happen in a cutscene with a child clicker, and then you would never see another child clicker in the game ever yeah. again, right? Like, unless you were introducing a new enemy art, like, like type or something mm-hmm. like that, right? So, don't you I, think at one or two points, and I'm really nitpicking here, but like the kid moved kind of like a horror villain or like a horror film, like possessed conjuring kind of kid a little like kind of bend over backwards really exorcism yeah, that's this yeah. yeah or the like the reason that i am okay with that is because kids are flexible as hell and move in weird <laughs> ways are. so a clicker kid is flailing around and doing weird stuff my I'm brain like, no that's to... a clicker kid i buy that entirely my brain went to megan the like the recent like uh <laughs> yeah, robot yeah, yeah. Uh, killing yeah. machine thing. She does like a lot of weird ass movements yeah. where she's like crawling on all fours and stuff. So. An adult clicker doing that? Yeah, I, I would. I'd be on board with you, Jacob. But no, because it's a kid. Kids move. Kids are flexible as shit. <laughs> um. Okay. Let's finish this off with uh with predictions. Um, Katie, you're, you're maybe gonna talk about the next episode, but let's just keep it open and say, do you have one prediction? Uh, that is going to happen for the rest of the show. And let's see if it comes true. I'm putting y'all on the spot. Hmm. I can go first if that's easier. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I talked about it a little bit earlier, but I'm going to make it really explicit here so that like y'all can keep, keep me honest. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that we're going to, we're going to twist a lime, the ending. Um, and by that, I mean, just like, just twist it just a little bit to make it better. Kind of like we have with some of the character moments that have happened so far in the show. And um, I don't know. I don't want to spoil it, but like. I think it'll I think be maybe less it's video just like, gamey. Yes. That's all. Yes. That's all I'll and, say. And I think that we're going to. How can I save it here? How can I not <laughs> spoil it? Or you could uh, just spoiler warning. No, no don't I'm gonna spoil keep it. it. I'm going to keep it spoiler. I'm going to keep it spoiler free and say that. Um, Joel is going to let's just say he'll get there in the nick of time mm, like mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. in the nick of time in a way that people who have played the game will know what I mean hmm Interesting. yeah literally in the nick of time okay um hmm I don't know if I can do a full out prediction 
of how they're gonna I'm just I you know the the scene with there is a character coming who Ellie will interact with and I think <laughs> I think that the final scene with that character um one will will be a lot more interesting than how it's one of my it's one of my least favorite parts of the game to play through um i just think it's going i think i will love that scene way more than playing the game at that part I, um, i'm so it's, far it's, removed it's set up <laughs> oh, that i don't, don't even know. know what you're talking about i think it's going to be one think- of the most I think it's going to be the mo- one of the most cinematic parts of the entire show of just like a set piece. I think they're going to go all out with this set piece. You're talking about when Ellie... T- I no? can't read that- lips, Jacob. Kidding. You know that. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Travis, you just spoiled something. I don't know if we... Oh, shit. <laughs> Editing, <No>. baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll clarify my point a little bit. I am not talking about the Left Behind episode. I'm talking about a different character that Ellie spends a lot of time with that Joel doesn't spend a lot of time with at all. Um, and that's there's there's Ooh. a there's a big cinematic set piece that again in yeah. the game I don't enjoy that much. I just kind of get through it and then. It's but gonna I be think so that good. It's going to be really really good. That, I guess that's my prediction. Get ready for episode eight. I yes. still don't know. Okay, Travis, you you actually don't remember the game as well as you think. I <laughs> no. think so. Prediction wise, I don't. Away. I don't know if I have any because I'm like I don't remember. I can remember specific scenes, but honestly, I I feel like a lot of the game is honestly. I didn't know. I didn't remember Hen- Henry and Sam until we met Henry and Sam, and I was like, oh, I remember this. And like as we're arriving to things, I'm remembering it. But man, I don't know. I don't know if I have. Oh, Any so where about do you words? think the show is going to go since Where's you don't remember the game? Um, uh, let's see. That's the name of the game. Sorry. Yeah. Hey. Um, okay. How about this? How about I give you, ask you a question and okay, this sure. should be your prediction. Yes, please. How many lines is Troy Baker going to get in the next <laughs> episode? Is it one or is it more than one? Or is it not speaking? Or you could say this. Who's going to get more lines? Ashley Johnson or Troy Baker? Oh, I think that's easy. I think Troy Baker will probably get more lines. Oh, I was right? going to say Ashley no, Johnson. I Ashley disagree. Johnson is going to get way more lines. Really? I think Troy Baker yeah, might sure. get one. Oh, I see. Kay. Okay. That's my guess. Well, then how about just to be, be different? Wrong. Let's say Joel or uh, Troy Baker is going to be like a major character in the episode that he appears <laughs> in. Ooh. There we go. Nice. I've decided. Okay. I mean, I'd like that very much. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't done enough looking into what the episodes are going to be or like I haven't looked at the previews like I don't know you guys were talking about Troy Baker is coming soon I'm like is he I I did not know I I've been ref- I haven't looked at anything I don't know what's coming so I don't know how things are going to be shaping up for the rest of the ep- the rest of the season well look we've got four episodes of this podcast left to dissect it so why don't we leave it there for the day oh my god okay Mr. Game Show host well done <laughs> Yes. Sorry, I had to do that. Um, hey, if you like this show, do us a couple of favors. I talked about a review at the front of the show, uh, but if you like this show, send it to a friend because that's how people hear about podcasts. You can find all things cutscenes at cutscenes at cutscenes underscore pod on both Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can find me at Jacob McCourt, J A C O B M C C O U R T. You can find Katie on Twitter at Les Brack L E S. P-E-R-A-K. And you can find Travis on Twitter as well at Travis Colnut, uh, last name spelled C O L E. N-U-T-T. We end the show with a quote from the episode that we just watched. Uh, so let's end with that. That's right. That's a weird fucking tone, man. That's just the way he sounds. He has an asshole voice. Joel, tell him he's okay. Everything is great. <laughs> so bad. <laughs> so Travis, bad. Travis is trying to be mean. I love I it. I can't be mean. I'm better <laughs> at playing the 14-year-old girl. okay bye 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 (laughs) cutscenes a video game movie podcast